0: Of course, there it was on the roof of the barn. Oh, sorry. Uh, Journal of Felicia Järv, December 24th, early evening, Kullebo farm. The bird and the arrow on the roof of the barn. I knew i had seen it somewhere. I have to remember to look up more. Look at the stars, Felicia. I am drawn to that barn, but first we must get more clues. I don't want to walk straight into someone's trap. It's almost as if someone wants me to go there. Everyone's hidden agenda is getting clearer by the minute. Vida's allegiance is still with me and Carl, but he is too into these superstitions. He even tried to cut off Clara's hair. The nerve. Carl had to stop him with force. And as if that wasn't enough, she was attacked again in the barn by Jens and Lasse. This is abuse if you ask me. Treat a woman like that. A fine, bright woman with more brain cells than the rest of them put together. At least she's trying to do good. Using her mind and skill instead of just walking around cutting off people's hair and putting out porridge and whatnot. Hmm. I still think someone's behind this. My best bet is Jens. But it might be too obvious, too simple. It's like he wants to be discovered. And Egon and his hiding place in the root cellar. What was it he said? If you take his hat off, then he dies. Well, at least I killed the boar. That was quite a good shot. Bullseye. Well, boar's eye. I think I'll go vegetarian now.
1: One, two, three, four. Hey, Tom
2: Diggle, Hey, Hej, tomtegubbar står i glasen och låt oss lustiga vara. En liten tid vill leva här, med mycket möda och så besvär. Hej, tomtegubbar står i glasen
0: och låt oss lustiga vara. Now I understand wow. why musicians can't do Zoom. <laughs> 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 that
1: was an interesting experience. <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah. Right, we're, we're back. We're back for episode six with Vasen. Yes. This uh, Christmas season of 2020. Are you guys okay?
0: Yeah, that got me right into the spirit of Christmas, actually.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a, in, a, in a pretty sort of moody, woof, kind of way. Things are afoot. Right out there in, this, in the snow and the dark in this adventure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we're going to dive right back into it really shortly. Do you have anything you want to comment on before we go on, or are you just eager to
3: continue?
0: Well, I'm eager to continue. I know where I want to go, but I don't know where the others want to go. We'll see. But we decide. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just full of curiosity about this final... Well, we don't know if it's the final one, but anyway, this third tapestry and whether somehow that's going to help to join the dots with the other one and what on earth's going on. Mm. Oh, and of course, we've just finally put two and two together with this sign, haven't we, that mm. was on the first tapestry in the living room, because there's the weathercock with the arrow and the bird upon it. And also, yeah.
0: and also... Do you remember the auntie said that we need to see her one last time?
3: Yeah.
1: You're not sure what that meant
3: though. No. If no. To see her. I mean maybe that means after after we've after we've solved everything.
0: We'll see. Mm, yeah.
3: Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. we don't know, do we? No,
2: we don't know, but we're really looking forward to yes. find out. So let's get
0: mm. into sure. it. Can we start now, please?
2: Yeah, uh, let's start the adventure.
1: You are trudging through the snow from the stables towards the servant's house where you, you've heard that you can find something a tapestry, maybe an extra clue. And you're not alone. Behind you, you have Clara, Jens, and Lasse also following you. A big bunch of people here. And uh, while looking over your shoulder, you noticed the polar star shining brightly, touching the weather vane of the old barn. That's where we left off.
3: What do you want to do? Carl stops dead for a moment. Look. Bloody hell.
0: I just saw the same thing.
3: Yes. That's what's on the tapestry. That's right. I know. That's the symbol.
0: Now the question is, do we go to the servants' quarter first or we, or we go to the barn?
3: I well Karl turns to, to Jens and Lasse and points up at the at the weathercock and, and says, That's what's on that tapestry. Back in the house. What's the meaning of it? either of you shed any light on this
1: well Lasse says this uh, yeah yeah I suppose yeah that's uh, you know you're not supposed to go up there and uh, I never do so I I really can't tell
0: what's supposed to be up there?
1: Jens breaks in it's one of the rules one of the oldest ones we don't go into that part of the old barn and that's just the way it is now were we going to the servant's house? he says
3: we were we were
1: for now Look, how about this I, me and my sister and and Lasse We will go inside the main house And we will wait for you And then
3: when you're ready You can come and get us Do you know what? I think we should all go into the servant's house together All right And after all, it's where you live, isn't it, Lasse? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's my house Yes, you can uh, It seems only polite for you to come
0: We don't want to rummage around your house Without you being there
1: So do you need me? asks clara Or can i wait in the main house i don't feel entirely comfortable with the situation here
3: i think you it might be more comfortable for you to be with us miss Gulle, than alone in the main house given everything that's just been happening
1: all right all right i'll follow along so you approach the servant's house yeah it's a small house it's like a, a smaller version of the main house there's a two small windows, a door, there's a chimney on top. The door is closed. As you can see, faintly a orange glow from inside, maybe a hearth going, some fire. Should I go first? It's my house, says Lasse. Please do. Yeah, he opens the door and motions for you to go inside. You're welcome. Welcome inside of my house. Thank you. Thank
3: you. Much obliged.
1: So do you go in?
3: Yes. Yes.
1: You go into the house. It's, a, it's one room. It's one would be wrong to call it a big room, but it's it's one room and there's a... In one end there's a couple of beds and a sofa, and the other end is a table. There's uh, some kind of brick hearth in the middle of the room, along the back wall, where there's a softly... there's some coals burning there, giving off some fire, some some heat into the room. And there are some wooden toys strewn across the
2: floor. So, uh, last where's the tapestry? Oh, right over there! He
3: points towards the wall, over one of the beds. So we walk across, Yeah. lanterns in hand.
1: Yeah, the others are hovering just inside the door, seemingly just waiting for you to take the lead on this. As you approach, yeah, there is, there is a tapestry and this one seems to have uh, something written on it. No pictures. When you go closer you see it's, it's two lines. The first one goes, No one goes where the black thorn grows, and beneath it is written, East and west is where he rests. That's all.
0: No one goes where the black thorn is. Gross. Gross. East and west
1: is where he rests.
0: Is where he rests. Hmm. Felicia turns to uh, Clara and uh, Lasse and Jens. Hmm. And asks, Do you have any idea what this means?
1: Uh, Lasse gives a look to Clara and Jens. Oh, I haven't given it much thought. I was thinking it might be like poetry or something of the kind, but no, 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 I don't. Clara says, Could it be a uh, black thorn? Could be. There are some vines by the old barn? Could it be that? If it's a place it's referring to, I, east and west, I, I don't know really, he says.
0: So there are some vines and some, but some thorns up by the barn, you say? Yes.
1: Yes, the, the, the west part of the barn is completely overgrown, really. If you go close, you can see it.
0: The west part of the barn, is that the same side where the ramp is leading up?
1: Yes, the yeah above the old root cellar, yes.
0: Ah, oh,
3: okay. Well, I think we should go and have a look. But all of these other tapestries, they've all been about. About what's going on in here, haven't they? About the grey one. I would bet that this is no exception. East and west is where he rests. Surely that's... That's who this is referring to. Or it could be the sun, she says.
1: Rising in the east, resting in the west, I don't know, she says. Or it could be a grey one.
0: Well, it is the the winter solstice today. Yes. And west, the west side of the barn is where the thorn is and the ramp is. So...
3: Hmm. I think about that weathercock up there.
0: Yes. I think the best thing would be to go over to the barn. Who's coming with?
3: Let's do that. I am.
1: Yes. Can, can you roll for observation, please? All of us? Yes. No, wait, wait, wait. Let's see. Who, who has the highest observation score? Let's do this properly.
3: <laughs> well, I would ordinarily have six altogether, including my empathy, but I'm two down because of my conditions. Yeah.
1: So you're at four.
0: So observation, I have two.
1: Mm-hmm. And empathy
0: and Empathy I have um, three
1: so you would have a total of five
0: mm-hmm. would that be t- minus two for my me- uh, mental condition it would indeed
1: uh, yes ah. I'm on four uh,
2: I, I don't have anything so
1: yeah Carl is coming out on, on yeah. top it, it sounds like yeah so then you could roll for it and the others you, you can assist him by mm-hmm. I mean you're you're being very observant
3: yeah looking around and yeah so two two extra yeah successes
1: yeah Uh, observation is is a skill for determining other people's intentions and reading them and what you see when you glance back at Lasse is that he's making a motion with his head towards Jens and it it looks like he's nodding towards the he's looking at a place inside the room quick glance and then back to Jens who is shaking his head slightly it's hard to notice but yeah there, there was some kind of communication going on
3: there when Carl catches this movement, uh, does he does he see where where the gaze, where the intention of this of this look
1: settles in the room? Somewhere near the the hearth,
3: maybe? Yeah,
1: probably around the near the fireplace or, or the fireplace.
3: I I look carefully at the fireplace, around the fireplace, is there anything in particular I see?
1: hmm yes there is. As a matter of fact. When you Look closely at it. You see, it's uh, well, it's it's made of bricks, but yeah, there is a place on it which seems to be cleaned off. The suit is cleaned off, and there are a couple of bricks that seem new, maybe even a bit loose.
3: I walk over
1: and look more closely. Yeah, when you do that, you hear a sort of from Lasse. Uh, So, so are we finished in here? Then maybe we could just uh, get moving. I want to see to the to the kid if he's all right and all.
3: Feel free, Lassa, to uh, to go and make sure your son's all right. I mean, are you were uh, keen to go over to their main house uh, to start with, and I'm sorry to have kept you longer than you would have wanted. Uh, y- yeah. O- okay, I'll, I'll go
1: then. He, says, he gives a last look at Jens, and then he goes off into the snow.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe we all should go over uh, to to the barn. Have I have I noticed anything of of this I, I I think I think I noticed that it's something that he wants to do
1: yeah you see he has an intent yeah. obviously he's, he's he's looking for something but you didn't see where that impulse came from
2: no no, no I didn't see that but but I I noticed his intent so I, I'm trying to get the others to to give him that space to do whatever he wanted to do there so I, I'm I'm kind of okay let's let's go to the next place.
1: So you sort of lead the way out of the the door? Yes. What do you do, Felicia, when you see this happening?
0: Well, Felicia, I think she must have observed somehow just from being who she is that he has something up his sleeve, uh, Carl, right?
1: Yeah. Mm. You'd say so, yeah.
0: But she wants to distract the others um, and want them to go back to the house so they can can operate on their own. She decides to make it look like at least she's going with Vidar and going to
3: the barn
1: yeah, you follow that motion.
3: Yes, I follow Vida.
0: Uh,
1: okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you do, Carl? You just do you.
3: I bend down to these two new bricks or stones in the in the fireplace, mm-hmm. and I see whether whether they are loose, whether they'll move. Yeah. So I I take them, I take them, and I I try and move them. Ouch! They're hot. I look around and see if there's something, some cloth or something I can hold them with. Is there anything to hand?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's something. There's an old towel lying, lying draped over a chair. You can use that, maybe.
3: Yeah, I uh, I, I, roll that up and uh, grasp one of the bricks again
1: and and tug at it. It comes loose. You're standing there with the, with the brick in your hand, yeah.
3: I take it out and put it down. Did you say there were two which were loose? Yeah. So I do the same with the other.
1: Yeah, yeah, it also pops loose. All the while, the rest of you, you have gone out the door. Clara and Jens are following you. So, you're alone when you're doing this, Carlin? Yeah. You hear a clonk when you do that. Something is falling out from the hole that has been revealed.
3: So, I, I lower the lantern and I look in the lantern light. What do I see?
1: It looks like a small metal box.
3: I take it out. Yeah. And is it is it unlocked? There is no lock? Or what, what, what does it look like?
1: There's no lock. No, no, no. no. This is a plain metal box. It's not very big. It's like maybe your hand. Like that big, but it's closed, it's closed. Yeah,
3: so I so I, I grasp the top and pull. Yeah, it
1: seems to be rusted shut or something, it's hard to open.
3: I try harder. Roll for force, mm-hmm.
1: use the force. One success that's enough. With a pop and a bing, the lid opens. Inside, there's just one thing it's an old, rusty iron nail. That's it.
3: Uh-huh. and if I look around can I see a hole that a rusty iron nail would fit into?
1: There are plenty of holes in this old house mm-hmm. no nothing that immediately catches your eye now outside of the house the rest of you have been you leading the way towards the, the main house or where are you leading them? Vidar you went first yeah.
0: towards yes. the, the barn
2: no towards the main house to, to let them into the main house and so that we can go by ourselves to the barn. Mm.
1: So that's your intention.
2: Yes, that's and my Talisa, intention.
1: Since you are, were a little bit later on the uptake there. You, you want to do something about it? Do you, do you just? Well, I, I,
0: I uh, um, what I was doing there was trying to motion them away because I could see that Carl was trying to do something. So
3: mm.
0: maybe Vidar can just make sure that they could go to the house, and I sort of stay between the servants' house and the barn, waiting for waiting for Carl to come out again.
1: Okay, so you you slow your steps a bit.
0: I do slow my steps a bit, yes.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. So this doesn't take long what you're doing, Carl. You're standing there with that box opening your hands and the nail. Do you want to do something
3: else? Yes, I take the nail out, I put it in my pocket, I put the lid back on the box, I put the box back in the hole, and I put the two bricks back in place. Okay, done. Done. And then? And then I look slowly around the room is there anything else that catches my eye in here
1: not really you look at some of the the wooden toys are are some of them are like crudely made and there's one this little horse that seems to be beautifully made a little bit different from the others
3: i pick it up yeah if i look at it closely is there anything particular i see about how it's been made
1: yeah it's it's a wooden horse it's small it's uh it has a look of a toy about it but it's very well done Uh, whoever's done the woodwork on this one is is uh, is skilled but much is clear it has the details are very acute even small eyes are to be seen a braided mane a tail
3: yeah how large is it
1: maybe the size of a closed fist okay so it's fairly small
3: i i pop it in my other pocket yeah and i i leave the house i walk out the door into the dark outside
1: Still this hasn't taken you very long to do this quick scan of the room picking up the toy, so Felicia, you, you see Carl he's coming out of the house even while the others are entering the front door of the main house vidar. So you're just ushering the others in before you. Yeah. As the same time as Carl exits the servant house.
2: So I say to them uh, please please stay inside and we will soon be back.
1: I will try to talk my some sense into my sister. Then we shall see says yes
2: mm, but give her the respect now we work together all right no no arguing they move into the
1: house you see clara is shaking off his arm as he leads the way inside and they close the door to the common room you're alone on the front steps three of you on the
3: courtyard so first of all i tell i tell vida and felicia about what i found in the house there um, i quickly show them the rusty nail and then put it back in my pocket give him a glimpse of this horse and then I put that away as well before anybody else might see.
2: Hmm. What gave you the idea to to stay in? I, I realised that you were doing something but what made you make the decision?
3: Lasse and Jens, they've got, they're in cahoots and not just over this hair, there's something they know. There's, so, there's other things they know that they're not telling us. Now, when we were in there, I just happened to see them exchange this glance and, and look over at that fireplace, there was obviously something going on. Anyway, so I, I stayed and I went over, there's two loose bricks, I took them out, there was this little tin and in the tin there was this rusty nail it must be important in some way, in what way, I just don't know I think your
0: instincts are right Carl I think the gents and Lasse they are, they have something, something together that we haven't quite discovered yet, but I don't trust them
2: he was talking to you earlier about that he knew how to kill the do you think that could be something with that
3: well it could it could couldn't it who knows who knows but but should we go and have a look at this barn
2: yes we should let's so we're we're going over to the barn yeah back to the to the place where the boy was
0: how's vida's injury now still bad
2: yeah it's it's kind of bad you're limping along.
0: So maybe you shouldn't go first. Who should go first if we go up the ramp? I can go first.
1: So Felicia takes the lead and you retrace your steps back towards the, the root cellar. But instead of going down this time, you you round the hill and go up, mm-hmm. up along the side of it,
2: up onto the ramp.
3: That's right. Yes.
2: And I take out my compass to, to see, uh, I mean, where is north, where is south and east and west.
1: Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Interestingly enough, it seems like uh, the barn door that you're facing, that is just above the ramp, is is pointing directly west,
0: mm. and that's where the thorns are, the vines are underneath as well.
1: Yeah, you, it's hard to see. You, you still have to go closer to see with the lamplight and all. But yeah, this looks like th- there's some kind of black mass around the door, mm-hmm. and on top, on top, yeah, there's that weather vane. You can see it
0: on
3: top of the roof.
1: On top of the roof, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So we 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 go closer. We go up the ramp. Yeah, so this is the west gate. It's
1: mm, it's an old barn door. It's uh, probably where you you would uh, keep the hay, mm. in the olden days. But it's been yeah, it's been completely grown over by black black twisting branches <gasps> with thorns on them. You can you can see the door outlined under there, but you, you couldn't couldn't reach a handle. It looks like this.
3: Well, says Carl to the others, no one goes where the blackthorn grows.
0: So that's Well, that's for sure. bloody,
3: yeah, it's for sure, isn't it? No one's been here for a long time. He, he puts the lantern right up to the door and looks the whole way around at the door, at the door frame, apart from the thorns. Is there anything else he can see? Not
1: much. I mean, the, the barn is, uh, it's uh, it's a red old barn. It hasn't been repainted in a long while. You can tell that the, the roof it looks like it might have patches. There are holes in it. You can't see though on top of where it, the west side of the barn, how it how it looks from here. But uh, you saw the other side. It was caved in. Mm. But no, no, the door seems to be completely hidden behind these black vines.
0: Is there any way for us to reach the handle? Can can you can you actually reach the handle and sort of drag it open and tear down the vines?
1: Maybe if you cleared some of the vines out of the way somehow, you could you could probably. You can stick a hand in there and get hold of the, mm. of the handle, yeah.
0: Who's got a knife?
2: Just wait a second, Felicia. I mean, the tapestry told us that no one goes where the blackthorn grows. I mean, if that's the, the thing with this, that you shouldn't be doing that, should we try to see if there's another way in?
0: Well, in my opinion... That is exactly why we're here. I'm with Clara there. We're here to go against any of this old suspicion. And I, I'm not afraid, at least. I'm not afraid.
3: But still, as a private detective, Felicia, you must be used to sneaking your way into situations. I, I do wonder whether it would be worth us looking at the east end of the barn as well, just just in case. There might be different roads which will lead us to the same place.
0: Well, there was a big hole. It, it was caved in
3: on the on the roof that doesn't mean there's no way in I for one would like to just have a quick look well you're free so uh, are you two staying here
2: oh I, I'm with you I, I think that we should see if there's another way in. and if if we could go at this from, from another direction not totally confronting whatever is out there
0: so I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm going to stay here on this side
2: mm-hmm. so do you
1: what do you do do you want to go? Vidar and Carl to the other side?
3: I'm uh, Felicia. In this, in these circumstances, I'm not leaving you here on your own. Very well. We find a way in this side, and Carl takes out his knife. Huh. Well, I'm with you guys. So I go up to the door and see if I can cut through some of these thorns.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, they're thick, these branches. Harder to cut through than you would think mm-hmm. at a first glance, but you, you start going at them with a knife, and after a while you... You think you've made a hole big enough for you to reach inside that mass and sort of grasp the handle that you can see.
3: I turn to the other two. Well, shall I? Go for it. So I grasp the handle and I twist and pull. You start pulling on it. You see that mass
1: of black branches is heaving as you do that, pulsating as you back and forth try to rock and with force pull the door open trying to break off all those those vines can you roll for vigilance please
3: Uh-oh. uh oh uh which of us should be rolling for vigilance you can
1: do it all of you can do it all of us okay yes and it's a mental thing so if you have mental conditions you need to to uh, mm-hmm. subtract some dice from there
3: yeah <laughs> leave me with one die for vigilance <laughs>
1: two successes
3: uh, no successes Two
1: successes for Vida and Felicia
0: No successes
1: Alright Felicia you're, you're totally engrossed in, in watching this happening This, this, this uh, heaving mass of branches oh, Is he going to break through But Vida, you see something Disturbing It seems as if branches to the either side Of Carl are, so, are moving On their own They're leaving that mass and reaching out They're grasping him
3: Get back, get back.
1: You hear Vidal shout behind you, Carla.
3: I, 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 I jump back instinctively.
1: Okay, let's roll for agility then.
3: <laughs> One success. All right,
1: you, you instinctively fall backwards almost, and you see while you do that these black branches reaching out for you thin, sickly twisting through the air trying to grasp you by your by your wrists and your ankles trying to drag you back into that mass and they start to reach out for the rest of you
2: too move back move back so what do you want to do? I grab him and, and get back get, get back back. And, and I'm dragging him with me backwards
1: yeah Felicia what do you want to do?
0: well Felicia even though she doesn't like it she realises the danger straight away and she says, like, okay guys okay guys let's run to the other side this didn't work
1: Right, so you, you manage to, to drag Carl out of the way and you see that as you just come a few metres back the branches recede into that mass again becoming a still picture of twisted thorns.
0: Okay, guys, that was, a, that was a try. You know, I always want to get in the thick of things to see if there's anything we can do. Let's try the other side where the hole is, where it's caved in, okay? Uh,
3: yes. Well. <laughs> I'm not surprised nobody goes where the black thorn grows. I won't be doing that again either.
2: No, we should be careful.
3: You're saying that again.
2: We've got enough of evidence already to see that these rules are working in a way. So uh, could we now just kind of go with them for a while? I'm not saying that we should completely hand over the, the power to an, another force, but can we just respect it for a while?
0: All right, all right, all right, yes, we can. But, you know, you have to risk things as well. You can't just be caving in and, and, and just accepting the, the way things are. You have to act. But, okay, let's go.
3: We haven't been accepting. We've been trying to find out what's going on. But, but yes, sometimes you have to take a risk. But let's go around the other side now. Come on, let's see if there's anything we can see.
1: yeah. You trudge down the ramp through the snow following the side of the barn towards that, that hole in the wall that you saw earlier when it was lighter outside. And um, yeah, you approach and true enough, there it is. Part of the wall is, is gone, rotted away or broken. You don't know, but the, you could step right into the barn if you want.
3: Right, well, talking about making taking risks, shall we? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. So we step inside...
1: Yeah, with your lanterns held high, you step inside the old barn. This is a big place. Immediately, like the space of this room is is apparent. Darkness. The ceiling is high, high up above. There's almost nothing here. Against the far wall, you can see stacked neatly farming equipment, shovels, an old wooden plow, a cart, an axe. At the far end, towards the west side, where... where, um, where the ramp was. there is The entire barn is closed off by a wall, a wooden wall that seems to separate the barn in two parts. You can see something it's lying along the side of that wall, something made of wood. There are planks strewn about, a couple of bales of hay stacked as well. What do you want to do?
3: I want to see what this wooden thing is, lying on the floor at the far side. I agree.
0: And Felicia decides to grab uh, the axe that was uh, on one of the sides of the barn
1: yeah you pick up the axe it has a worn wooden handle it's been used for a long time you can tell that it's worn smooth by hands and the the head of the axe is a dark almost black iron it looks really sharp for its age Mm -hmm. you Vida, and Carl you move closer to that wall and what you see lying there is actually uh, an old ladder lying on its side stacked against the wall
3: I I look up is there anywhere I can see up in the top of the barn that this ladder might be there to reach
1: actually when you look up that wooden wall that's high up on it there's a small hatch I mean it's so high up it's dark actually but but there's contours of something could be a hatch up there it's like five meters up
3: okay so Fida Felicia look here's a ladder up there I mean, it's hard to tell, isn't it? But looks to me like there's some kind of hatch. I see it. I'm for going up there and opening it and seeing seeing what's in there. I mean, half me doesn't want to do it, but I mean, we're this far in. Yes. What's the point coming in here if we're not going to try and find something, some clue? I, I
2: agree. Yes, we should. But should we look around here first?
0: Yes. We Let's make sure that we have found everything that's in the barn first.
3: Fair enough. So I guess we, we very methodically go round the barn. If we cast our lanterns on this equipment, is there anything we can see, you know, the plough and uh, the cart, anything? In, is there anything in the cart, for instance?
1: No, it's, it's clean. Almost as if it's been cleaned, actually, it's uh, not even a hmm. straw left. Someone has been going over this place with a broom, it seems. Oh, as a matter of fact, there's a broom there against the wall mm. as well. Huh. And, uh, yeah, that old plow, it is is—it's made of wood, and it's the same thing as with the axe. It's been used, you can tell that, but it's been lovingly cared for. You see, when you look closer, lean closer, you see in the handles, there are small inscriptions almost like patterns etched in there. I have a closer look. Yeah, uh, looks like leaves or branches. Hmm. Decorative, you'd say, more than anything else.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've got the axe. Is there anything else we can use in terms of loose items? We've got the, the well. There's the brush, but I don't think that can.
1: Yeah, a small cart with with wooden wheels. Mm-hmm. There's a, a shovel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it.
3: Well, I say to the others, we seem to have found everything there is to be found in here, and uh, well. It was my idea to go up there, so I wouldn't want to put anybody else in harm's way first, so I propose that I go up there and have a look. Will somebody keep this ladder steady?
0: Yes, I'll keep the ladder steady. Mm-hmm.
1: So how do you go about this, then? Describe it to me.
3: I I put my rifle down. I leave my rifle with the others at the bottom.
1: Yeah, is Jäger with you, by the way, at this point? Yes. Yeah, okay, so he's sitting
3: there. Yep. Yeah. so I look down and go, stay, I mean... He's probably not very good at climbing ladders, anyway. But you never know.
2: Uh, you might be needing this, and I, uh, I tell him, and uh, I give him my pistol instead. I take care of your gun for now. Your rifle—it's easier to handle up there. If, if it should be
3: something. Thank you, thank you, Vida. Thank you for the thought. I appreciate it, and I stick that into my waistband. So I've got I've got a lantern in one hand in my left hand and I go up with my right hand on the rungs step up up with mm. my hand and so on inching up yeah. until I reach as far as I can
1: as the circle of light that comes from your lantern climbs higher and higher up that that wooden wall you can see yeah there is a hatch there there's a it is it's not open but it's a, it's a small door covering what must be an entrance into the other part of the barn
3: so I I swallow and take a breath and I I presumably there's a handle. Yeah, yeah. So I take hold of the handle and I pull.
1: It opens silently on oiled hinges outwards toward you. And uh, inside there is it's almost completely dark except for a small flickering light somewhere ahead of you. You could crawl through this opening if you wanted to.
3: I do that
1: You that are standing with the, your hands on the ladders You see his feet disappearing mm. Into that uh, What must be the hatch up there
2: What do you want to do? Seeing him disappear I say to Felicia that I'm going to go after him See if I can yeah, assist him
0: But Vidar you have one Wounded leg, you're you're hurt Isn't it better that I go I've got the axe as well, and I'm strong and fit as a fiddle. You wait here with your injury.
1: <sighs> oh, Okay. Okay, so, Felicia, you start climbing up the ladder as well. Meanwhile, Carl, you, you've entered into a, a space very close to the roof. You can see when you stand up, you almost bump your head against the, the ceiling. It's, uh, it's wooden planks uh, all around you. When you take one step forward, you... Your foot, it gets stuck uh, on a a bale of hay. You're surrounded by by hay on all sides. And and there's a small opening. If you push the bales to the side, you could maybe see what's in the room beyond those bales. I do that. Yeah, you start pushing them away. And yeah, there's a small space here. You can see on the other side, there's uh, two black doors that go out to the side with the vines. And there's a small table. And on that small table, there's a single candle that is lit. And you can see uh, on either side, there are booths, usually probably where you would throw the hay down to the to the animals below, but you can't see what's inside of them. What do you want to do?
3: This space, I'm. Am I, I'm, I'm looking down at this table with the candle. Was it just straight ahead of me?
1: It's straight ahead of you,
3: yeah. Straight ahead of me. And there are and there are kind of booths to the left and right that I can't see into.
1: Yeah. No maybe three on each side.
3: Okay, I I go forwards.
1: Take a step forward. Felicia
0: Yes, where am I at now?
1: You're up by the hatch.
0: Climbed up the ladder. Yeah. And and the Vida is downstairs.
1: You see? Yes. Yes? Okay. Okay. So he's holding the ladder, yeah.
0: But do you have to hold the ladder in order to climb up it?
1: After having climbed it, you'd say no. It's very steady.
0: It's very steady. Okay, great. I'm just checking. He could get up if he wanted to. Probably, yeah. So, yes, I go after where Carl went, Mm -hmm. following him with my axe in one hand and the lantern in the other. Yeah.
1: So, Carl, you hear some scuffling behind you and maybe a curse or two silently as... (laughs) As Felicia makes her way into that space where you just were... I
3: feel uh feel a slight relief at not being alone up here, actually. Yeah. I take another step forward.
1: Yeah. As you do you can you turn your head to the left, you can see into the booth that is on the left the first booth on the left hand side. It appears to be filled with uh, with hay. It is sort of made to be almost like you know where you would could lay down your head and rest. A bed of hay is what you see. You keep going?
3: I keep going.
1: On the right side, there is a stuffed into one of the booths. There's an old hay cart with wooden wheels just standing there. Vidar, you're standing there looking up at where the others disappeared in the darkness. Yes. When you see from the wooden wall, from a knothole in the wooden wall, a small black branch is starting to sprout out. Slowly,
2: slowly. Black branch? Yeah. Where, just in the, in the wall at the same level as I am, going towards me?
1: Yeah, moving very slowly. It's not at all like the ones that seem to almost attack Carl by the black door. These aren't just... Oh, there's another one. Out of a knot toll. How
2: does it make me feel? Uneasy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just guessing here. Yes.
0: Full of courage.
1: Well, I mean... What do you want? Do you want to keep standing there with holding that ladder or waiting for them? Or do you want to... I mean, you feel like when seeing this, you might have to make a choice of some kind.
2: Yes. Pop. There's another one. Hey, hey guys. Maybe you should come back here. There's something happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Felicia, you're closest to the hatch. You hear some kind of muffled... Sounds like Vidar is talking to someone. Talking to himself. You can't really hear. It's like... Know the hay and uh, the hatch is shutting out most of the sound, but it's you find that you're really fascinated by that single candle flame mm. on the other end. Yes, you really want to go closer.
0: So I, I keep going, yeah. I, I ignore Vida for the moment.
1: Yeah, and Carl, you, you take another step. In the second booth to the left, there's a small chest standing, it's closed. On the second booth to the right, it's empty. There are two more booths. If you want to, go all the way in, or...
3: I take another step. Another
1: step. You're getting really close to that table now with the candle. Felicia, are you following him closely behind, or what do you want to do?
0: I'm following him closely behind. So he's he's now investigated three booths.
1: Four of them. Four of them. Two on each side.
0: And so he's, he's looked
3: into all of them. Yes, there's two more to go.
1: You can see him turn his head and look, you know, to either side in front of you. hmm but you, you, you still you find that you really don't care too much about those booths. That flame.
0: I want to look at the flame.
1: Yeah, it calls to you.
0: I go closer to the flame to see if there's anything on the table more than the candle.
1: Yeah, there seems to be something glinting, something made of metal. Vidar? Yes? Pop, pop, pop. You see a few of these branches open up into small yellow flowers. That have a sour stench to them. Um. pop And they're starting to grow. Longer and longer. They're reaching for the ladder, you think.
2: How far away are they? No, I mean, they...
1: It's just, if you reached out your hand, you could touch them if you want.
2: Whoops. No, I don't want to do that. Get back here! <laughs> I shout to them. Yeah.
1: You know, there, there, were no, there was no reaction last time either. It seems like when you're shouting, the, the sound, it just... feels like it hits a wall there's almost like a bubble around you that is shrinking you can hear your own voice almost echoing back to you as if you're standing inside a cave and the lamplight is growing smaller and smaller
2: my lamplight? yeah I'm using my saber now to to cut those flowers down
1: yeah you start you start going at them with your saber cutting and, and cutting and you see them popping out all over more and more Raining almost slowly down from that wooden wall, towards the ladder where you're standing.
2: <laughs> oh, this is. I try to talk to this force, or what? What is? We mean no harm. We're here to to make peace with you. Yeah. Once again, your voice just nothing happens. Disappears. Yeah. And the flowers keep popping out. They are coming. Yeah.
1: A few of them have wrapped themselves around now, the the rungs of the ladder. I... Pulling it closer, you can hear it creaking a little bit.
2: No, I... I, I cut
1: them. Yeah, you start cutting them, you start breaking out into a sweat. There are just too many now. They're, they're growing slowly, but you won't be able to keep up with this.
2: Okay, since I can't climb that that ladder now... You probably could if you wanted to, though. I could? Yeah. And then I need to finish what i started. I... I go up after them.
1: Yeah. Sweating. Put your saber back in its sheath and start climbing faster and faster. You see those flowers tickling you, caressing you almost as you go upwards. Right, you guys, up in the attic. Oof. <laughs> you see in your corner of your eye that uh, Felicia has stopped by that table with the candle and is staring down at it. But all the while you're looking to the left and to the right. To the right there is a uh, a set of clothing laid out. It looks almost as if they would fit a child. Grey clothes. And to the left is a small set of tools lying neatly on the floor. A large needle for sewing, a ball of yarn and a spindle. Felicia, you look down at the table. There is a pair of black metal scissors lying there, Mm -hmm. glinting in the candlelight. And then you hear behind you clanking of wood upon wood and as you turn around to look over your shoulder that old hay cart is rolling out of the booth behind you to block your passage back Vida you're up at the hatch yes do you climb in um, I'm what do you want to go down again
2: guys are you are you are you coming out
1: now you can hear him
0: we're over here
1: there's Vida's voice coming from from somewhere behind that hay cart from behind this bales of hay
2: There's some strange flowers here and they're grabbing the
0: ladder. I think you need to come out. Well, we can't because now the entrance is blocked by the cart. The cart started moving on its own. Cart? What?
2: I need to get inside. So I start to crawl inside that.
1: Yeah, you come inside and you almost reflexively kick behind you just to get rid of those last flowers trying to grasp your boots. And and then you're inside and you you see your friends... Behind those bales of hay, and there is a yeah, there is some kind of cart in the way. And then from the middle of the cart, a small figure stands up. It's dark, but it looks like he's dressed completely in grey. It's probably he because he has a grey beard that reaches almost all the way to his knees.
3: I see him?
2: Yeah,
1: you see him.
3: We We all do we all see him?
1: You all see him. And he has a a red woolen hat or at least you think it is and from under those bushy brows you see a pair of yellow intense eyes staring at at you silently what do you want to do?
3: I I bow to him make a bow and
0: I do the same
1: hmm his eyes follow you as you do that but he doesn't move what do you do Villa? you are you are behind him but you get this distinct impression that he knows that you are there
2: yes so I say to him we mean you no harm we come to make peace with you he still doesn't move he
1: looks at you then he raises his right hand I mean, those, those hands are, are, are big they're bigger than would be appropriate for such a small person or whatever he is gnarled hands pointing like his finger is, is sweeping across the room stopping briefly at first Felicia and then at Carl and then he turns around and points at Vidar who a small voice who who will it be
3: or what what do you want from the one who will be
1: he reaches up with one hand and he removes his red hat and under it you can see two little horns tiny horns sticking up who will it be he says again do you do anything
0: so he's He's holding his, the red hat in one hand now.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. I say, if anything bad was done to you on this farm, then we are here to help to put that right. I reached
2: for one of my light hair curls, and I cut it loose.
1: His head snaps around as you do that. He stares at you intensely, and you feel this immense power just emanating out of him as he's nailing you with his stare as you do this. Is it you? He says. Is it me who did what? You're standing there with that lock of hair in your hand and you think you have the answer yourself. He then jumps off the cart. He lands softly standing still and he starts to walk across the room towards Felicia and towards Carl. Looks like he's going towards the table. He's not looking at you anymore. He's just walking with his hat in his hand. And he makes a gesture with his hand and you hear something rustle and a gust of wind and then the doors, the great black doors, they creak slowly open outwards and in comes a gust of cold wind and snow and you can see the moon clearly in the sky. And He stands there and he points to you, Vida. Then you come
2: here. Yes. I start to walk against him. I start to, to walk
0: there.
1: Carl, Felicia, do you do anything, or do you just watch this?
0: Uh, I want to do two things. I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm measuring my words here, but uh, I would like to take the scissors off the table so I have it with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah,
1: Carl, do you want to do anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dominic's shaking his head. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, that's something else. Mm-hmm. So
1: Felicia, you're, you, you seem to almost snap out of it whatever it was before when you couldn't stop staring at the flame and you're, you reach down for the, for the scissors mm-hmm. and then you feel like a slap across your face and you're flung backwards and when you look up the little man is looking at you and he's looking really angry
0: no, he says Felicia nods and she gets the message
3: I, I put my hand in my pocket and I, I take out that rusty nail Just to see whether there's any reaction No,
0: it doesn't
1: seem to be He's focused at Felicia though right now Whatever she did, you didn't really catch what happened But apparently she did something to make him angry But now you can hear voices from outside Sounds like an argument Once again you hear No, don't, let, let me go And coming up the ramp There is Jens and Lasse And they're carrying a struggling Clara Up towards that open door and down, lit by the moon, you can also see Berta and Egon standing down by the bottom of the ramp, just looking at everything that's going on. Hey, we have her. She's here, you hear Jens exclaim as he pushes Clara in front of him towards the little man. She's what you want, he says. You see Clara trembling, standing there, looking at that little gray figure who's looking back at her. And he's pointing at her and he's saying, you? She's just standing there shaking. Do you want to do something?
0: Can I do something?
1: Yes, you can. Yeah. You're sitting on the floor with a...
0: Yeah, so obviously I couldn't touch the, the scissors. So I want to get to the hat. I want to get the hat out of his hand. Hmm.
1: How do you want to do that?
0: Well, I have an axe in my hand. Yeah. So I was wondering if there's any way I can throw the axe so it will sort of push it out of his hand.
1: You're throwing the axe at his arm, hoping to sort of make him drop the hat, let loose of the yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a, you know, she likes to play play hard.
1: Yeah, why not? So I want to roll for that.
0: No shit. As you
1: take aim, I want to see your axe-throwing skills put to the test here, and that would be ranged combat, I think. Yeah. It's about taking aim, after all. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. One success.
1: What you see is this. You see Felicia, she gets up on one knee, raises the axe above her head and with a quick motion just throws it towards the grey man. It whirls through the air, strikes the arm of the little man. The hat goes flying away. You see, suddenly everything is happening very fast. The little man becomes a blur of motion, rushes back. You see him grabbing the axe out of the air, turning back and throwing it back at you. Do you want to dodge? Of course. Yeah, you can do that. You can roll agility, please.
0: Agility, okay. Oh, that's not a lot. Yeah. But I got
1: one success. Phew! Oh, you managed to sort of throw yourself out of the way as, as the axe buries itself deeply into a, the wooden wall behind you. And you hear from the ramp, you no, no, don't, don't disturb it. You're ruining everything. It's Jens, he's talking. And the grey man, you see him, he's moving now.
0: Did he drop the hat, though?
1: Yeah, it's lying there. You can see him. He, he starts to look for it. You have a split second in which to act if you wanted to go for it. Maybe someone else could
3: get the hat. Carl does. Dashes forward, Snatch it up.
1: Yeah. Okay. Agility. <laughs> Vida is just just standing there with his his, his hurting leg,
3: shaking his head. One success.
1: One success. Right, with your hunter instincts, you move forward and you throw yourself gliding along the wooden floor, picking up the hat as you go, and you, you have it in your grasp, yeah. You can see, as you do that, the little man is turning and he's looking at you now, and there's it's not anger, it's something else in his eyes. Is it? Is it fear? Confusion? You can't tell.
3: Why, he says. We want you to leave the people on this farm alone. Everybody should be able to, to live here without... Without fear,
1: no," says Jens. "You can't do this. You'll ruin the farm." He's keeping his distance from the little grey man, and he, "Please, please, you, you can do. Please, don't do this. You can you can take something else. You can you can take me," he says, or her. He points at Felicia.
3: What? I ignore him, and I I, I look at uh, I look at Lasse, and I hold up the rusty nail, and I say, "What is this for?"
1: You see, Lasse. You see also uncertainty in his eyes. It's like this was not how it was supposed to go and he says oh you have the nailty you? you can drive it into his heart and it'll die that's all i know he says and then he backs down and starts running down the ramp very afraid clara is standing there trembling she's looking at all of you apparently she doesn't know what to do
3: i turn back to the gray man and say we don't want anybody to be hurt we just want everybody to be able to live in peace
1: he looks at you, and he looks at the hat in your hand, and he looks at all of you, and says, why? Then he looks at Clara. You? And there's almost a pleading note to his voice now. She, she shakes her head, and he looks down at the floor in, in defeat almost.
3: I say to the, to the little figure there, but him and a to ends. He wants you. He has a farm. He'd be happy for you to live there.
1: You see something is lighting up in Jens' eyes as you say this. It's, yes, yes, he's right. I do. We don't want to lose you. I... You can take me. I. Uh, if you want, he says. You could go with him. Grayman looks at Jens. You, he says. And then he raises his arm and he points directly at Jens and you see the hair on top of Jens' head starts to fall out in big clumps. You see... Jens' face twists with agony and he starts screaming and clawing at his face. And You see blood running down the, from the top of his head, dripping onto the floor as the hair collects in a, in a pile of messy, bloody strands on the wooden floor. Then he falls to his knees, blood running down his face. As the grey man calmly walks forward, picks up the bloody hair and starts walking back, back. Toward the dark part of the bar. What do you want to do?
3: I have, I have this this nail and this hat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to go and push this nail into this hat.
1: You take the nail and you push it and twist it into the hat. And when you hold the hat this close, you can see that it looks like it's made of fine, fine hair. This isn't wool. This hat is made of hair, and it's very red, deeply fiery red. As a matter of fact, it's just the same color as Clara Kuller, who's standing trembling before you. Jens is sobbing quietly in the background. Clara comes up to you and she says, Do you think it's over now?
3: Maybe it's over for now, but I wouldn't bet on it being over forever. I turn back to Lasse. Lasse, what's the meaning with this? His heart, you say?
1: He's standing down by the bottom of the ramp and holding his, his wife and his kid. I don't know, I don't want to be mixed in, in any of this. I just I was told that you could kill it with a rusty iron nail from the old barn and I, I kept it just just to know to keep my family safe. I didn't mean nothing by it. I just just felt safe to have it there and I didn't want anything to happen.
3: And now we we can no longer see the, the gray man. Is that right? He disappeared completely.
1: Yeah, he went to the direction where the hatch was. No, you can't see him
3: anymore there's a chest in one of these booths I go over to the chest yeah can I open it is it unlocked
1: yeah it's unlocked
3: I, I lift the lid
1: in it neatly stacked are eight red hats in various states of decay the oldest one is not much more than a few strands of grey you can still see the faded colour looks very very old and what looks like to be the newest one is still red just not as deep as the one you're holding in your hand. You see, uh, the others. You see, Clara. She's moving up to her brother with the blood streaming down his face and helps him to his feet. It's all right, she says. It's all right. Everything is good. She starts leading him down the ramp as he's sobbing.
3: I go back towards uh, the hatchway. Me too. To see yeah. if I can see where where this where the gray man has gone.
2: Hmm. Uh, I'm also a bit closer so I was thinking the same thing Uh, so I I tried to to get a a glance of him before he leaves
1: Yeah, when you get closer you see the hatch is open and that that feeling that you had before of, of the bubble almost closing in it's gone now the fresh air of the barn is blowing gently through that open hatch and as you look through it you see outlined against that that hole in the wall down, far down there you see a small figure walking slowly out across the snow out out of your line of sight out into the
3: forest yeah I I go down go down the ladder and, and uh, go outside but but this figure is gone
1: yeah the tracks you can see the tracks though they're very small they're leading off into the woods and Felicia and, and Vida what do you want to do did you did you follow uh... I go down to them yeah
0: I follow Carl uh, because I'm interested in the figure and and I would like to somewhere finish this figure In some way Yeah I don't know if I can But that's my intention
1: I don't know you got that feeling But you want to You want to end it You feel it strongly in your bones but...
0: Yes, I want to end it Yeah There is still the hope somewhere That we can drive that nail through its heart And I do have The spider web.
1: Yes, right In the pocket
0: mm.
1: uh, Sorry, Carl Are you also Going down there? Vida, you followed You went down the ladder, right? Yes Yes so Carl, which way do you go?
3: I want to follow these these footprints.
1: So what happens is you, you gather at like the base of the, the old barn where these tracks lead off and you stand there, the, the three of you. Yeah. And looking at each other and looking at the tracks and what do you do, what do you
3: say to each other?
0: I want to go after him. It
3: feels hard to leave it like this.
0: You've got the nail?
3: Yes. I don't know what we're leaving. I don't know what's happened. I don't know. Is this, is this the end? Has he gone? Has he left the farm? Is he coming back?
0: I want to finish what I started.
3: And as
1: you say that, you hear a voice coming from the front door of the main house. Oh, there you are. It's Linnea Elve She's standing there. Could I have a word? He's looking in your direction.
3: Uh, of, of course. Yes. We walk over to her, I suppose. Yeah, I'm limping
2: there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Limping, hobbling, walking, jumping. Uh, you get there, and she's standing there. She's holding herself up against the doorframe, looking at you. So... That wasn't so hard, was it? She says, looks at the three of you in turn.
3: I don't know. What do you mean? I, I don't know what's happened. Did we help? Has has he gone? Will this just happen again? It feels like there's as much left unanswered as there is solved.
1: My dear, she says. She puts a hand on your on your sleeve, Carl. This will happen again and again and again. But the three of you. Might be able to make a difference. Maybe not here, maybe not today. But if you keep going, you will find a way. And then she reaches into that mass bundle of rags and shorts and pulls out a large golden key and hands it over to
3: you. What, what's, what's this?
1: This is for you, she looks at all three of you. This is for you to hold on to. There is a place in Uppsala. An old castle. This key goes there.
2: I know that castle.
1: Yes. You usually walk by it, don't you? Yes. When your morning walks. Yes, I do. It belongs to you now. There are things in there you need to know. And I think you're on the right path, she says. I've seen you here tonight and I felt you. And I felt your hearts and your minds and your souls. This one, yes, it is for you. You see the gold heavy key this ornet, it has a, a head that looks like it's a circle, it's like a dragon biting its own tail. Oh and also this, she says, reaches into a to a satchel by her side and a few leaves, a few pages. She hands them to you. This might come in handy. Oh, now I need to rest. So should you, she says. She turns and walks away.
0: So she did have a, she did have a mission for us?
3: Yeah. I turned to the others. For us. Not just for each one of us, but for us.
0: I guess we're stuck with each other now, right?
3: Well. I guess so. There could be worse companions in a tight spot. I agree.
0: I have to say, I think we can all do good here.
3: Well, I, uh, I agree with the old lady. <laughs> I need a rest. And then, when we've done that, well, I'm. Um, I'm looking forward to going back to Uppsala together.
0: When shall we meet again?
3: Yes. Indeed. Maybe maybe in front of the door of this castle. That's surely going to be
2: an adventure in itself. It's a very different building. I've looked at it many times and wondered what's inside of it. now we are going to
3: find out. A castle. I shake my head. I've I've lived out in... in the woods or near them all my life a castle it's like something out of a dream
0: I know the building as well I've passed it in Uppsala always wondered what was going on inside there and always intrigued by it yes let's meet there next week in front of the door what shall we call our group
3: well
1: as you uh, ponder this statement there is uh, you can't help but uh, noticing there's an inscription on the key just says the society.
3: Look at the other two. Well, it looks like the name might have been chosen for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you still have those pages in your hand she
3: left you with. Let's read them. Reading reading's not my not my strongest so One of you, tell me what, what, what's it say on them?
0: Oh, I love reading. I can do it.
1: You look at them. It's just three pages. On the front page, it says Homo Ferus by Carl Linnaeus. Transcript by L.E. and as you leave through the pages you see pictures and words there are pictures of strange beasts and there are words in there about these beasts maybe now is not the time to go into depth of what you find in these pages but let's just say that we leave our heroes here standing by the front porch to Kudlebu Farm with the moon high in the sky on the evening of winter solstice, Christmas Eve Yule Afton, and maybe we will see them again. All right, that's väsen for you.
2: Wow.
0: Woof.
1: What a
2: final.
0: Yes, what a really final. Thrilling. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. The grey one. Nisse.
2: Did you get your questions answered?
0: Mm.
1: Or did you get. Was it just more mysteries for you? Well,
0: well see the end. I think we're out to fight evil that is our quest we have a quest now we certainly have a quest
3: Mm -hmm. Carl wouldn't wouldn't see it as fighting evil exactly but but helping people Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Oh, Felicia certainly sees it as fighting evil. Absolutely. Oh,
3: uh, I see the seeds of conflicts to come. <laughs> well, it's all good to have different
1: angles and everything, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: fighting evil. Yeah, it was hard. It was interesting because it was so hard to make the decisions uh, back and forth and to to see the...
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, you kind of never knew in in what way you should go. You were like... In between oh. the feelings, should I go this direction or this direction, was very thrilling to be in that position, to make the decisions and, and to feel that whatever decision you, you you end up taking, that could have a very, very different impact on on the future. So it's, it was really. Like
0: throwing an axe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting move.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it worked though in a way. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but I
0: like the 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 contrast like between Karl and and Vidar and and uh, Felicia? Carl's more into like on the creatures side or sort of uh, respectfully on their side. Yeah, and Felicia is definitely not. <laughs>
1: No, I just want to drive that iron nail on the (laughs) kill it (laughs) yeah. Interesting side of her, I think. Attention. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see where that leads. Mm -hmm. So uh, with that said, today and through this adventure we have been Ingla Lund, Jakob Hultgrens Hanson, Dominicello Kelly, sorry Dominic, and Matthias Redbo. Do you want to say some last words to the listeners?
0: God jul!
2: Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for listening.
3: Yes, very much so. And looking forward to, uh, to joining you out here in the Scandinavian forests uh, once more soon.
1: Yeah, we will see you sometime soon in the future when Sweden rolls once again. And also, bye bye. Bye. bye, Goodbye. Hello, this is Matthias, GM for Versen. I am here with an epilogue for the adventure Christmas at Kullebo which you just listened to. This is a a very short story that I wrote to to maybe give you a hint about what happened afterwards, that is after the characters left the farm. It takes place on another small farm where things have started to happen not so long after the events at Kullebo. And that is all you get to know before listening though. So, thank you so much for following along with the adventure this far, and I hope to see you again soon. Bye-bye. It is the kind of winter cold that just never seems to end. The snow is gleaming on the treetops and on Pine Hill Farm. Every house seems to be covered by a thick white blanket. A young girl is playing in the snow, laughing. She doesn't know it yet, but she's the one that is going to take over the farm one day. Right now, though, she's busy making a snowman, and it's the best one she's ever made. As the daylight is fading, she puts the finishing touches on it. It looks properly scary with those coal-black eyes and the pointy teeth made from pine cones. When she stands back to take a look at it, though, she thinks to herself that there is something missing. But what? She looks around in the yard to see if she can get any clever ideas, and that's when she sees the little figure standing by the cherry tree. He's all dressed in grey, with a funny little brown hat and a long beard, and he's silently looking at her. The girl hasn't seen him before, and she's quite sure he's not one of the neighbors. Hello, she says. The figure keeps staring at her, not saying anything. The girl doesn't know what to do next, but then the little man bends down and puts something small on the ground. He stands up again and looks at her for another couple of seconds, then he turns and disappears behind the tree. When the girl finally dares to move again, She goes to the place where the small man was standing. He is not behind the tree, which is strange. But there is a small wooden horse lying in the snow. The girl picks it up and touches it and turns it over and over. It is the most beautiful horse she's ever seen. The snowman is now completely forgotten. Did you get that from the grey one? When she looks up, Her father is standing there watching her. She nods, guessing that it is the little man he's talking about. You keep that safe, do you understand? She can't really tell if he's angry or not, but she nods again and puts the little horse in her coat pocket. And why don't you have your hat on? You know you must have it on when you're outside. He is angry. She's sure of it now she's supposed to have it on but she forgot because she was playing her father looks around as if he's searching for something or someone then he kneels down and takes off his own knitted hat and gives it to her she looks at his scarred bald head the brown hair he used to have so much of is gone there are just a few patches where it's slowly begun to grow back here put on mine he says. Then he smiles a brief smile, and reaches out to ruffle her fiery red hair. Then her father, Jens Kulle, walks away. The girl runs off to finish her snowman, and she has just the perfect hat for it now. And from the top of the barn, a small grey figure watches as the red-haired girl builds the best snowman ever. You, he mutters to himself. You You've been listening to Sweden Rolls playing Väsen starring Ingela Lund, Dominic Kelly, Jakob Hultkränsson and Mattias Redbo. Väsen is published by Fria Ligan, Free League Publishing. Please also check out the show at patreon.com/swedenrolls where you can help this show going by donating just a little bit and there are bonuses to be had like prequels, soundtracks, bloopers and tons of extra content for Patreons only. And Patreons at higher levels even get to play role-playing games with us. So come join the fun! You can also help out by leaving reviews, liking and sharing on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for which we are eternally grateful. The music of the show is composed by Andreas Lundström. Until the next episode, goodbye and sweet dreams.